if you don't want crowds, then you need to come in winter, yeah. November, December, well, not even December, November and January. Okay. But the, the weather is not that nice. Yeah. If you're referring to weather, then you need to come in spring. But then there are loads of crowds. No, I, I want them both. No, you can't have them both. <laughs> it, that's the way it is. Showing people how much there is to be done in Venice so people don't stay for a day. And they say, oh no, I can't do that in a day. I need to stay four or five days. Yeah. And then you solve a problem and everybody's happy. Responsible tourists is number one, you come over. You don't go Airbnb, you go hotel. Yes. Because Airbnb, we all we now know. It's not like we don't know anymore. We know this. Airbnb in Venice has caused the fact that nobody can rent a home anymore long term. Do you offer tours in Venice? Of course I do. Yeah. Uh, what uh, type of tours my, do you offer? My, my, question, my question is how many tours yeah. do you offer? <laughs> So I've got my main one that is a Cicchetti tour, yeah. uh, for which I've also actually just uh, last year published a book. It's in Italian at the moment, but it will come out in English, yeah. I hope, soon. Welcome to the Winging It Travel podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short-form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveller, gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode where I'm joined by Monica Cesarato, who is a native to Venice and we're currently in Venice recording this episode. Monica is a food blogger, a travel blogger, a cooking instructor and a podcaster and right now we're having an aperitivo in Venice and we're going to discuss everything about where we are in Venice, podcasts, blogs, TV shows, the whole lot. Monica, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Fine, thanks and thank you for having me or shall I say for me taking you? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, this spot right now is a nice little enclave in a, in a bar. I know, I know, it's one of my favorite spots. This is actually one of the oldest hosteria. It's called, can I say the name? Yes. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cantina Azienda Agricola. This is one of the oldest uh, cantine hosteria in the city of Venice. It goes back to at least 50 years, we know for sure. Yeah. Maybe more than that. Is it local or is it more tourist? Or is no, it no, 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 no. Okay, this until about two, three years ago was really, really, really local. Only okay. the old guys used to come here. But <laughs> yeah. Obviously, now people all over the world start to discover Chiquetti, thanks to me too. <laughs> yeah. and, of course, and of course, now is a place where, you know, you can hear all languages coming in, but it's still a place where all the locals come in. Uh, this place actually was just featured recently on Apple TV on The oh. Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy. That's where we filmed the, the Chiquetti section. Levy, as in Chichester? Yeah. Oh, wow, I love that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was oh. And then we filmed about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And it was released last week. It's wow, I need to check that out. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
That's cool. That's a good start. Okay. Oh, and Stanley Tucci came here for a drink after he filmed The Next Door. <laughs> so this is one place to come when you're in Venice. Definitely, yes. Okay, so the next question is, can you tell people whereabouts in Venice is this place? Yes, we are in the Sestiero Canareggio. So, uh, so you know, Venice is divided in six areas. So the districts are called Sestiere from number six, yeah. uh, say, in Venetian. This is the Sestiero Canareggio that is one of the most residential and the biggest, one of the biggest in Venice. And uh, this particular place is literally just outside the Jewish ghetto. You literally yes, five minutes walk, walk from the ghetto. Yeah. And so if, it's you, quite easy. if you go to the back of it. Yeah, you're in Fondamental Ormesini, that is the movida, you know, the nightlife yeah. <laughs> of uh, Fridays and Saturdays where everybody comes and have a happy hour spritz and so on. And it felt, it did feel residential, like further back as well. Oh, yes. I went further back and just walked some yeah, the streets. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. You can, you know, everybody mm -hmm. when they come, they go to Rialto, San Marco, and they don't realize that there are places like these areas here where you can walk for 20 minutes, half an hour, and the tourists are not there, or <laughs> yeah. very, very little of it. I've got some questions about tourists later. Yeah. Because I've done some research and I've got some from the podcast as well, some research about that. But first of all, a bit of backstory. Mm -hmm. I called you a native of Venice. Is that strictly true? Uh, no. I'm <laughs> Venetian because in Venice is not just the city of Venice, it's a province. So yeah. I am from the province of Venice. I only live about five, ten kilometers from here. But I used to come to school here when I was a kid. Uh, my high school literally was in front of a ghetto. So I am a Venetian in that sense. And I'm a Venetian because I spend most of my time in Venice rather than at home. So yeah, I, I, I am a Venetian. And I'm a, a Venetian at heart anyway. So. <laughs> and do Venetians have their own language? language or dialect? Yes. No, no, don't define it. No, I'm, I'm just merely asking the question. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, not true. Okay, so. Um, we all speak in Italian in yes. Italy, and then we have all different dialects. Yeah. Venetians is considered a dialect. They had to because, of course, Italian had to become the national language of the, of the, of the country. Yeah. But uh, Venetian was talked in Venice until Venice became part of the um, uh, Regno d'Italia in 1861. So yeah. it is a language on its own. Uh, back, uh, we're talking about at a time where Venice used to be a major, uh, you know, it was like an empire. Yeah, power, it was a, yeah, yeah it yeah. was a republic that extended all the way to Milan, all the way to Trieste, all of the Adriatic coast, down to wow. Turkey, yeah. Greece, and Cyprus. In all the major European courts, they spoke French, Latin, Greek, and Venetian. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great fact. Mm -hmm. Is it still taught at some level? Uh, they don't teach you school, but we all, most of us speak it. I mean, most of Venetians speak uh, mo ah. speak Venetian amongst themselves. It's very interesting because when, Itali uh, when a foreign person comes to Italy, yes. if they go and stay maybe in Rome, if they go and stay in Florence, they do tend to be able to learn better Italian because they people tend to speak to them in Italian. Got it. Very hard for foreign people when they come and live in Venice because the majority of Venetian will speak in <laughs> Venetian. Even though we can speak Italian, but it's just second nature. So it's like um, an example would be for listeners like Barcelona, for example, mm. where they speak Catalan. Yes. But you can speak Spanish. Yes. Because obviously it's a national language, yeah. but they, they would all speak Catalan. Yeah. But Venetians can be very different. I mean, the basic is still a Latin language, yeah. so it's very, the grammar is the same, but you have very different words. For example, in Italian, sedia means chair, sedia. Mm -hmm. In Venetian, it's carega. 
that is that, totally completely different. different. <laughs> That's because Venice had so much influence from the Spanish, the Arabs, the French, the Austrians, the Turkish, the Greeks, uh, the Romans. You know, you yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, we were merchants, so whatever we went, we brought back, and we brought back the goods, but we brought back also way of saying words mm. and cuisine, and it all mingled together. And so we had a bit of a, we had like, I think we had a bit like a, a mini America, you know, a melting pot where, you know, yes, of different like kinds of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those places yeah. are amazing because some places are, are like I don't know how to describe this in London's like a, a melting pot of cultures, yeah. right? But the rest of England's not like London, yes. Oh, well, different. I lived in London many years, so yeah, yes, okay. I totally agree, totally agree. Yeah, totally and agree. when someone says the England, big difference yeah. though is that in London, I always found there are well defined areas for each population, so yes, you will have course. the areas where the Italians yeah. were, the areas for the Jewish, the yeah. where for the you know, uh, Afro Americans, and so on. Mm-hmm. When you said in Venice, you don't have that. Okay. It's, it's always been everywhere. Yes. You know, because the area is so small anyway, so we couldn't have, apart from the Jewish gate, of course, that was a, a little different. Yeah, that has its own little It's own little story yeah. as well. It's okay. different. Yeah, that's okay. why. More questions about Venice in a bit. Just very quickly about you. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned here that you are a food blogger and a cook instructor mm-hmm. and also a travel blogger as well, I said in mm-hmm. the intro. So first of all, blogging, that means writing. How yeah. did you get into, into that? Oh my God, that was back in 2008. Okay. I used, back in the days, I don't have it anymore, but I used to have a bed and breakfast. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, to promote my bed and breakfast. And because I noticed that many people that were staying in my place didn't really know much about Venice, mm-hmm. as in really how not to get conned, you know, okay. work yeah. with properly. I start writing. With the idea that it would be a good idea to promote a business as well, and also to share information. Yeah. Then I closed the business. The blog stayed. Yeah. I start to run cooking classes and food tours. I start to become a food writer because I start doing also restaurant reviews for local com- yeah. uh, for a local magazine here in uh, Venice, and uh, and then it just developed from there. And the last year I started my podcast as well. So you know. All different kind of things. If you were now bed and breakfast, would you just do the podcast? Do you think? Would you still do the blog? Sorry, if I if you had a bed and breakfast right now. Oh, I wouldn't w- have a bed and breakfast right now. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> now things have changed. Oh, okay. never had a bed yeah, that's no, been no, my no, no, knowledge. No, no. But no, no. The question was, would you just do the podcast alongside? No, because I'm always the kind of person who likes to do right. a thousand things. I, I'm pretty sure that I was born. In the wrong gender and in the wrong time period, I should be <laughs> male in the Renaissance because I feel like uh, I get bored very easily. So for me yeah. to do all different sort of things, it pays the bills, yeah, thankfully. But it's also one way for me to always, you know, if I started, you know, doing something for too long, then I, I honestly I get bored. I really get bored. So that'd be interesting with your podcast then, because obviously if you start doing that for, I don't know, two years. No, six months ago. I know, but like, when it comes to two years, are you going to... No, I usually last 10 years. Okay. (laughs) Usually I get bored after 10 years, but I'm pretty sure something something new will come up by then. Anyway, I'm going to be on TV, so it's all right. Who cares about the podcast? I'm going to be famous on TV. (laughs) We will come to that as well. Um, Let's go to a bit of travel. Yeah. Growing up, did you explore other parts of Italy? Actually, not that much because my parents were in Barich, so we kind of stayed uh, very local. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as but I did study tourism, oh, okay. uh, yeah. so it was in my head always to travel. Yeah. Um, and I actually started to travel 
to Italy when I came. I lived in UK for uh, 11 years. Only when I came back, and then uh, that's when I start going around. And then once I start becoming a blogger, I start to get invited. Uh, you know, to go all different places. And but I still have a south to explore properly. But um, you know, but Italy's got so much, so so much to offer. Is crazy. Okay. First question is: You live in UK. Yep. Where and why? London, because unfortunately I was married to a British man. Oh! <laughs> so let's keep to the next question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and next question is well, where? Oh, in London, just, just outside. London? No, in Essex. It turns okay. out just outside, but turns out what was interesting, it wasn't the fact that I live in London, what was interesting, what I was doing in London, because I was one of the first female push bike couriers. Bicycle okay. couriers yeah. in the UK in the nineties, delivering oh all over, all over, uh, riding all over London, delivering parcels and stuff. People. I remember the big, the biggest parcel I did to deliver was back in the days when they used to use. Uh, do you remember when they used to be f uh, filming and they used to have this big uh, kind of round things with the film in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. they were heavy. Yeah. And I remember one day I had to take <laughs> ten of those on my back. Oh. Up a hill, it was like, oh, <laughs> never again. But it's interesting because that's uh, when I first got on TV. I actually got my first uh, wow. TV interview because I was one of the first female riders. So it was interesting. It's just so niche. It's so I know, I know. interesting. Yeah. And it was very cool because every time I had a flat tire, there was always a male guy. <laughs> yeah. me outside, never had to change a flat tire. <laughs> that was interesting, actually. That was fun. That wouldn't be me because I don't know how to. I know. You, oh, yeah. have, to, you have to learn. Have yeah. To learn. <laughs> yeah, let's say after. After a while, they, they, they sussed me out, they said, yeah. no, Monica, we'll teach you how to do yeah. it yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then let's go to cooking, mm -hmm. before we get to Venice. Um, where did this start? I mean, first oh, of all, yeah. this might be a generalisation. Mm. Italians, mm. how can you not be into cooking? Because your food is generally <laughs> considered the best in the world. Yes. And oh. you probably would remember your mum cooking amazing, amazing Oh, yeah, dishes. I learned, oh, I learned yeah. from my mum by watching her. She never even told me anything. Yeah. I was just, I would be just sitting at the table watching her cooking and that's how I learned how to cook. It's funny because I remember once saying something like this to a Chinese person that couldn't ride a bicycle and I said, look, it's in an Italian DNA to be able to cook. How come you Chinese and you cannot ride a bicycle? There's something wrong here. So now I get it. Uh, I would say that the, more and the new generations of people, more and more women and guys, uh, uh, we have more people that cannot cook. Yeah, I, I, you know because I'm not surprised uh, that. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's uh, I see this uh, worldwide in other cultures yeah. as well Treat. because uh, you know with uh, fast food and uh, frozen stuff and whatever. It's too easy, so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember I think it's also a question that you. For me, it's not just about cooking. Is uh, before cooking, I like eating. Is yeah. he seeing me right now? So if you could see me, you could, he totally understand why. Because I, let's say I'm not exactly what can be called thin. Um, Same. Yeah. So I, I do enjoy what I cook, and uh, you know, I can't remember who said this. Don't ever trust a chef that is thin. You know. Uh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, because I always like. Cooking out. Oh, I actually loved uh, the food in England as well. I like to try really? new. Oh yeah, I like to try to experiment. Ah. I'm very traditional when it comes down to cooking certain Italian Venetian recipes. Yeah. But at the same time, I like experimenting. My okay. point is, though, if you're making something traditional and you make something else, do not call it a traditional. True. It's an experiment. 
That's yeah. what I, I draw a line. So you can have a traditional dish, yeah. you can mess about as much as you want, but do not call it with a name. That's all I'm saying. I think I said that to my partner the other day. I think like in English culture or, or American maybe, they just complicate, like Italian food for example, they complicate it. Like, I know! When you come to Italy and you get um, spaghetti with tomato sauce, it is literally just that. Spaghetti, tomato yeah, sauce. Yeah, there's nothing else like yeah. along I mean, the it's like uh, everybody is trying to mess about with carbonara. Yes, okay. Yeah, okay. It's, not a, it's not a Venetian dish, okay, yeah. it's from Rome, but it is one of the simplest dishes to make. It's egg yolks, pecorino cheese, guanciale, pepper, salt, <clears throat> pasta. That's yeah. it! <laughs> Why do you have to add a cream? Just do the right portions. I think the problem is that uh, um, we do have our ingredients that do taste better. The basic ingredients yeah. have got more flavors here. Yes. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> and I know because for me it was hard to cook in England for that reason. Yeah, can imagine. But you know, I don't think I will never ever dare to add sugar to tomato sauce in Italy. Oh, but wow. I had to in England because it was so the tomatoes uh, were so acidic. Yes, got it. Got okay, it, yeah. but at the same time you do complicate dishes that uh, you know are so simple. And above all, Venetian cooking. Venetian cooking is known sometimes uh, is misunderstood for plain okay. because we do like our dishes. You have one main ingredient yeah. that must be extremely fresh, mm -hmm. and then another two or four, two, three, maybe four ingredients. To complement it, to enhance the flavor, not to cover it. We're not big mm. on sauces. We're big on herbs. Not even on spices. Ah, okay. Spices are coming back. Yeah. But it's more herbs, parsley. Oh my God! We have a saying in Italia, in Venetian particularly, we say, mezzo come presemo." You are in the middle like parsley. It means you are everywhere like parsley because we use parsley in every dish. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, so, but we like that. But uh, you know, if I if somebody says to me, "Oh, I have some chicken." Uh, just some yeah. uh, uh, breast chicken, I will just go like, okay, just grill it. <laughs> and then a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, a bit of olive oil, done. done. Takes yeah, you yeah, five I, I minutes. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Healthy. It's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Uh, and it's very flavorsome. Mm. Don't like uh, oil. Put some lemon juice on top. It's just, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, know. I'll tell you here on that. I'm, I'm not bad at plain food, but I am a bit of a sauce fan. So. Well, I've been to America about a couple of months ago, uh, yeah. and I get it. Canadians, I mean, for me, go for me, it was a shock when I opened my friend's uh, <laughs> fridges, and it was like a, a whole shelf only full of sauces. Yeah. And I'm looking at them and says, why do you need so many sauces? <laughs> and I go, well, you know, because you put it here, you put it there, and go like... Okay, in my fridge is mayonnaise. <laughs> That's about it. Maybe a little bit of mustard if I'm lucky. Oh, what type of mustard? Oh, I like Dijon mustard. I like, okay. uh, I like and Italian mustard, but generally the Dijon mustard. I like. That's one thing rings. the Brits get a bit emotional about when you say, "Oh, I'd a bit French mustard." Oh, French. They got English mustard because mm. it's a bit more harsh on the taste. I, I don't know what it's like here, but I don't know. I like the Dijon mustard. Okay, Dijon. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not so kicky. Okay, got it. It's a bit more grainy as well. Okay, before one slight cheating question before Venice, UK dishes, any favourites? Oh, UK? Oh, no, loads. Oh, I like pies. Oh, I yeah. Like shepherd's pie. I like all pies. Yeah. Uh, I miss uh, fish and chips, a proper fish and chips. Mushy peas? No way. Oh, that's, no what missed, that's what way. I miss the most. No way, mushy peas, no way. No it's way. So no good. Way. No, 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 okay. no. And apple pies. Oh, I miss oh, my apple pies. I'm not a fan of that pie. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Let's get let's get to Venice. I think people want to hear stuff about Venice. So I've got loads of questions, as you have seen. 
First of all, I'm going to kick off Venice, best time of year to visit. Now, no, I'm, I'm going with here, maybe, like, it's not too busy, but the weather's okay. Hmm. Yeah, like, hmm. any particular... You can have them both. No, so, you somebody, both? somebody okay. asked me exactly the same question on Instagram yeah. a couple of days ago, and I had to stop... The conversation because I got annoyed. Oh, no, 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 with a person because he said to me, Oh, best time to come to Venice. I said, Would you refer to weather or do you refer to crowds? Mm. If you don't want crowds, then you need to come in winter, yeah. November, December, well, not even December, November and January. Okay. But the, the weather is not very nice. Yeah. If you're referring to weather, then you need to come in spring. But then there are loads of crowds. No, I, I want them both. No, you can't have them both. <laughs> it, that's the way it is. I got to say, uh, unfortunately, what has changed in the last since the pandemic, though, and since getting out of the pandemic, is yeah. that we used to have a low season in winter. Yeah. And it was great for the Venetians because the type of tourism that used tourists that used to come in the city changed. They were long term tourists. So people that would stay here maybe two weeks, three weeks, a month. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I can't even define them as tourists, they are visitors. Yes. Okay. okay. Long term visitors. Yes. Uh, and so that meant the Venetians had time to cool down, relax. Yeah, yeah. Many other places could close. Yes. Go on holiday, just take a breather and recharge next to the new season. Now that's not happening anymore. We don't have, a, you know, you have crowds all the time. Mm. Not the big crowds that we have in summer, but still crowds. Uh, still the buses are full, still the evaporators are full. And most of the places have to stay open because, yeah. of course, it's money, it's pay the bills yeah. and stuff. And uh, so, you know, I would say, well, really, April, May, June are the best months to come over. Okay. But uh, you have to understand that in Venice, somebody cannot come here and say to me, I want to come where there is no people around. It doesn't work that way. You can do Venice with no people around. Just to go to the Alto San Marco and yeah, go to yeah, the other part of, of the city. Simple as that. <laughs> do you know okay. what? I, I was a little bit surprised. I wouldn't say shocked, surprised. Because this time here I thought, well, the cruise ships haven't come yet. We haven't got any cruise ships. Is that, is that a rule We're now? not going to have them for a long time. They, if oh. they come, they're going to come. Uh, they are from Trieste and they come over with buses. No, because they, they stopped coming. Them. Oh, when, when yeah. did they stop coming? Then? Uh, last year. Is that because there was an uproar locally? No, only locally. It was just it was causing too much damage. Yes. There was too many also incidents because a, a couple of, uh, what was there, 2019, 2020? Yeah. I cannot remember. There was one that crashed into the side of the thing. So it started to get a bit too much and it was a bit, uh, oh. yeah. So, so that kind of answered one of my questions later yeah. about... And also a lot, causing yeah. a lot of problems. Uh, uh, to the environment of the Laguna of Venice because you know it's yes. got its own microclimate. It's a very the, the Laguna of Venice has got a very delicate microsystem, and of course the passage of the uh, the cruise ships that they do not pass in the Canal Grande. I would like to specify this: they were passing on the Canal of Giudecca, that is another bigger canal, yeah. but it still was causing a lot of uh, you know movement, and not only that. Also, the fact that we were coming through the, the outside of Lagoon was causing yeah. problems. So, yeah, it's a good job, baby. That's great. That's, that's yeah. good to hear. So, I mean, I'm, 
I totally get it, but the people from the port are upset because you know. Uh, we, but uh, is two thousand people against uh, the life yeah. the life of a city? So to be honest with you, I'll go any time against the. There's nothing worse because we live in Vancouver and when we see three cruise and, ships, you know, I'm like, oh. and we at one stage Sundays there will be like ten to fifteen. Oh, that's grim. That's yeah. grim. Yeah. So yeah. Where, where do they go now? Do they go? They go to they Trieste. Up? They go to Trieste and yeah. then they come over on buses. On buses. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We're gonna go to a question from Instagram mm -hmm. from Barbie Picks. Mm -hmm. uh, she has asked, "Are the canals really dry right now? Yes. If so, how likely is that to continue through the summer?" Okay. So no. Yes, <laughs> so they are dry, that's true, but that happens every February, March, every right. year. It's uh, just uh, the position of the moon. Yeah. Okay, it's just normal. It's a bit more than other years, but not, you know, I think uh, everywhere in the world things are changing anyway. True. But no, there's not likely that it's going to happen in the summer. Okay. Uh, droughts don't have anything to do with the lack of water in the Laguna Venice. Okay. okay. That's a totally different thing. It's done by the moon, that's all it is. So we're good. we're yeah, good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. And just Keep a... coming, but do it properly. Okay. <laughs> Actually, to finish off the point before about being busy, yeah, take away cruise ships. I thought like February, March, oh, surely be like less tourists. But no, you've got the carnival. Oh, okay. You have a carnival. Okay. This, so, I think it's very busy. It is. I, that's what I was saying to you. Yeah. Usually, uh, the weeks immediately after carnival we have a period that is quite down because you know easter is gonna come up yes so you have a period that usually is again fairly quiet it's not yeah because i think and i don't know why um it's just i really don't know it's just really one of those places know. that's always busy isn't it but it didn't used to be like that yeah it's interesting. Uh, i don't know I really don't know. I think maybe it's got to do with the flights that are more or less there isn't any more high low. There mm -hmm. is a very an average now. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's what's happening. So Okay. Next question is from Instagram from my friend George Nolan, who's a photographer. Okay. And he's been on the podcast too. Because he asked me and I asked you, mm -hmm. is there a fee to enter into Venice? No. no. Okay, so let's clear this. It's been three years now that they keep saying yeah. that they want the, the fee will come into action. Yes. And they have all these programs to do it. And then every time the deadline arrives, there is a reason why they cannot do it. So I think the latest was that the program wasn't working. Okay, my personal view and on many others local area is never going to happen for a simple reason. How do you enforce something like that? Exactly. How do yeah. you differentiate between somebody that's here for tourism Somebody that is for business. Yeah. Somebody that lives in Venice, somebody that lives 20 kilometers and is coming to see his grandma. It's just <laughs> uh, not possible. Not only that. Personally, I think that it is literally uh, against the rights. Okay. You know, you know, stop. Mm. I can understand maybe you make it uh, certain areas. You know, like in certain cities, they make pedestrians area, so you yes. cannot take a car. Yeah. We can't do that in Venice because Venice, Venice is pedestrian. Yeah. But I can understand that they want to limit the number of people, maybe in St. Mark's Square, I get it. But limiting the city, it just doesn't make sense. It's impossible, it? people already pay a city tax. Yes, true. City tax. And it's yeah. true that this fee will be only for people, day trippers. So mm -hmm. even, if you, even if they go into place, they manage to pass it, the people that actually sleep in Venice will not have to pay this fee. Mm. So as long as you sleep in the city, you're okay. I think as what they want to do is they want to stop people from sleeping outside the city okay. and then coming 
during oh. the day because a lot of people go and stay maybe in Yezul and so on but they come over with a big boats, yeah. drop a mia, they yeah. use all the services of the city and then they leave. But I don't think that's the way to do it. For me, mm. the way you stop people doing certain things is education. Education. Yes, there should absolutely. be a campaign from the city of educating people, of showing people how much there is to be done in Venice so mm -hmm. people don't stay for a day and they say, oh no, I can't do that in a day. I need to stay four or five days. Yep. And then you solve a problem and everybody's happy. And just confirm, we're staying four nights. There you go. I mean, I just don't think you can see something in a day. Personally, day and night, I think you stay at least two, three if you can. Exactly. That's all based on budget and time, and I get that. Okay, first time, first time is in Venice. So if someone is visiting for the first time, mm -hmm. this might be a cliche question, but they lost. <laughs> no, no, it's true. In the real sense of the world, forget about everything you heard about. Go there. Don't. If you have only okay, first timers. First of all, first timers do stay at least three nights. Yes. Please, 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 please stay at least three nights. The first day, obviously, do the main sites because you yeah. have to. But then accept that, one, the best thing is to throw away Google Maps, to throw yeah. away the maps, and just to go and wander around and get lost. Mm -hmm. The beauty of Venice is that to find all the little alleyways. Yes. Don't go into a panic if you get lost because it's only three square kilometers. So <laughs> yeah. eventually you'll find your way, yeah. you know. Uh, and uh, to try to do not just uh, what uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, information on Venice out there, but I've got to say a lot of information is wrong and is done by, uh, is written by people that never even been to Venice because they have to do the five things to do in Venice, yes. ten things yeah. to do in Venice, so they're not even local or they never even stayed in the city, whatever. So try maybe to follow, not necessarily my blog, but even other local blogs, oh, yeah. okay, where we expose not just the site, but also the people. Mm -hmm. uh, try to eat local food, please. Please, why go to McDonald's? I, know, you yeah. can have, I can't believe it's full. I know, and you can eat cheaper and better in the pla uh, place like we are at the moment. Yeah. And just study, do a lot of research before coming. Okay. But I think as, um, for any trip, yeah. research, because you can really miss out. And try to organize your trip according to your what you like to do. Not mm -hmm. necessarily because mm. somebody says to you that you have to go and see the church, you should go and see the church. Because if you don't like churches, you're not going to like yeah, it. Exactly, yeah. You yeah. know, if you like food, good. Organize a trip around food, the places to eat. If you like art, organize it around that. And that okay. will be the best way to do it. Okay, an offshoot question would be the gondola. Yes, I must. So, I must do. Oh, yeah, of course. But is there... And I'm, I'm saying for somebody that yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't this go on a gondola until personally. about 15 years ago. So... <laughs> Is there a way to do it? Is there like a top tip or you just no, go to anyone and... No, because, it, okay, years ago I would have said, oh, go to this place. But now it's been many years ago, a fixed price. Okay. So it doesn't matter where you, if you go to the official, you got to go to the official stores. Yeah. They got a sign outside yeah. with a gondolier. It is 80 euros for, uh, for 30 minutes and 120 after uh, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. Oh, okay. But uh, it is the same price whether you're in two people or in six. Oh, okay. okay. I see where we're going with this. So yeah. my tip would be to maybe meet other people yeah. and ask to share, but do not do it in front of a gondolier. They're not stupid. If they see you meeting outside, they're going to say, no, you too, you were on your own. Yeah. <laughs> so try to arrive there already as a group of six. Great, great tip. And then 
<coughs> but it will be but it's definitely worth it you yeah. do get to see the city in a totally different kind of view yeah. it's from down yeah from the water you get to touch as if you uh, for example, another thing I wouldn't do is I wouldn't take a gondola in Samar Square. I will take it in the back streets because okay. it's a mass, uh, at Samar Square. Yeah. You will end up doing the Grand Canal, but it's very choppy. You go with taxi and oh, motor buses and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But if you do it in the back streets, then you actually get to touch the walls as you pass it. Oh, and wow. it's an That's amazing, great. I tell you, it's an amazing feeling. It's okay. an amazing feeling. That's great to hear that you said that because I was worried that it's too cliche and it's not things to do. No, but, yeah. no, come on. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I wouldn't say to you go to Rome and do the cart with a horse because I feel sorry for the horse. Yes. I don't feel sorry for the gondoliers. They make enough money. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any, I know you mentioned about do stuff that you want to do, but any personal favorites of things that you can maybe share to people who want to visit, in visit Venice? In Venice, yeah. absolutely. There's two places that I adore. And, I think are so um, not, um, I'm not saying they are undiscovered because they are not, but let's mm. say undervalued, yeah. understated. Yes, undervalued, yeah. Yeah, uh, one is Palazzo Grimani. Okay. It's a state museum that's got a beautiful collection of statues and is a really different kind of palazzo from the others in Venice. Mm -hmm. And also uh, the Fortuny Museum. The Fortuny Museum is where uh, Mariano Fortuny used to live and he used to be Spanish, but he used to be a. Um, what do you call it? The people that make the. For the theatre, the backgrounds for the theatre and stuff. Oh, he used okay. to sign design, uh, te textile fabrics. Yeah. Uh, he had a, use, a huge collection of paintings. Uh, he's the person that designed the uh, doubtful dress. Yeah. I mean, famous worldwide. And his place, but he used to be his home. It's amazing. It just was restored uh, about a year ago. Yeah. And it's one of the most beautiful places in Venice. It's really beautiful. Okay, that's great tips. And any advice for travellers for things they should not do so what i mean by that is you mentioned mcdonald's of course but like oh yeah is there like tips oh, just, just oh, yeah. not to annoy the locals okay i got i got a few things on yeah. my website that it tells it oh, 10 yeah. things not to do yeah. okay well first of all venice is not a beach so you don't <laughs> swim in the canals of venice <laughs> okay big yeah. no yeah not only for your safety, because of course there are taxis and motorboats yes. and they chop your head off, <laughs> but also Venice doesn't have a sewage system. Got it. Okay? Okay. So the new buildings have cistern underground, yeah. and that's fine. But buildings that haven't been restored, yeah. everything goes in the water. Got it. Would you swim in a switch? No, you wouldn't. Would you swim in the Thames? That's the question I'd ask. No, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. that's one thing that I really, really, I mean, I get it that sometimes in summer it's hot. Yeah. Just please don't do that. It's bad. It's disrespectful. Of course. And yeah. it's dangerous for yourself anyway. Yeah. Another thing, again, uh, a bit of decor. And I don't say that you got to go around the city dressed as Gucci, but bare chested in a bikini in summer, I repeat. Venice is a city, yeah. you wouldn't do it in your own home unless you yeah. are in a beach resort yeah. and Venice is not, okay, so why would you do it here? Mm -hmm. uh, and for the same goes when you go inside churches. They are, and I'm not a religious person, yeah. Yeah. but respect is respect, mm -hmm. so like you respect when you go to a mosque, you should do the same when you go to a church, so if clearly outside it tells you, please, do not take photos, please, wear cover your shoulder, cover, you know, try to come not in shorts and look like a bikini. Um, 
do it. It's just respect. That's mm-hmm. all it is. I mean, you know, like you Sounds want basic, to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just basic uh, respect. And um, that's it, because then I sound like a very morning <laughs> person. <laughs> Another one, too. So it was interesting. I went to the Sistine Chapel yep. in Vatican City. No photos, no talking. That's yeah. the rule. Oh, not talking as well. Okay, yeah, silence. Mm. Impossible okay. to enforce. <laughs> like, the, the people at the front are trying to guard it, but people at the back who are in the little huddles, yeah. they've got little phones out, yeah, they're talking. Course. It's yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. the disrespect of it, yeah. I mean, even I, I like a photo. I'll yeah. take a photo every minute. Yeah. But I will respect yeah. that 10 and minutes talk, in there. Talking about photos, I could, that's another thing maybe. Now, but this is a new thing. Ditch your phone every so often. Stop take getting on gondolas and just taking pictures. Stop and enjoy the moment. Yes. Go to visit the places. Really, I mean, sometimes I see people just... And I'm, you know, we are in the business. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm a travel blogger, so I'm always taking photos. <laughs> but there are moments where I forget because yeah. I'm actually living the moment. And to be honest with you, that's more important. It is, that's and it's hard, important. isn't it, in one yeah. day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you see, people, yeah, I tell you here on that. Okay, next question is thoughts on over tourism. So this yep. kind of linked earlier about cruise ships. Now don't come here. Mm-hmm. Is it still a problem over tourism? Yeah, because unfortunately, I was hoping that during the pandemic, the city would yes. take some steps to. Uh, there was a time to do things about it, and I repeat, from we had, I wrote an article. We had conferences about it, and I always tell this to people and. Uh, people agree with me, but nothing is happening. I think that the ba- what we can do, the government can do bigger things. But at the micro level, yeah. people like me or everybody else is education. Yeah. So let's talk about, as I was saying before, research before you come in. Don't just come and oh, open things. No, do some research. Know what you want to go and look for. Mm-hmm. Because that way you're not going to clog the little streets. Because if everybody only knows San Marco Rialto, everybody's only going to go to San Marco Street. Rialto. Yeah. But if people like me, local and also the authority, we try to promote other parts of Venice and uh, exp- you know, explaining the history, what's behind and why you should go there, then it doesn't matter how many people come because you spread them. I mean, Venice used to have nearly 180,000 people living in the city. Oh, wow. So it's not like we cannot cope. Yeah, yeah. Now. Oh, wow, I don't know. Okay. That much. But they lived all over the city. Yes. So I repeat, for me, if the problem is not as many people arrive, is the fact that they stay for a short period and they all do the same things. Mm-hmm. Education, education, education. Yep. For me, that's uh, what we should do. Okay, and COVID nineteen. Yeah, I talked to someone else who's a podcaster who'd done another podcast about over tourism in Venice and Barcelona and stuff. And I was like, I wonder if Venetians, people live in Venice, in COVID, was like, wow, ah, oh, this is the first time in oh yeah decades. It was no beautiful. tourists are here. Oh, you've got, you got your own city back. You can walk around, all locals pretty much. That's it must have was, been a dream. It was beautiful, but at the same time, it clearly showed that the city cannot live without tourism. Tourism, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was pretty clear, but obviously <laughs> all of a sudden we realized that. But I repeat, uh, what is, uh, you know, it's a question. Everybody, right, everybody has it on their mouth nowadays. Responsible tourism, oh. sustainable tourism. Yeah, that's a tough Let's question. Let's define that. Mm. It's not... A responsible tourism and sustainable tourism for me is not, oh, I go and eat organic <laughs> and I go and only have local stuff. Responsible tourism is number one, you come over, you don't go Airbnb, you go hotel. Yes. Because Airbnb 
we all we now know it's not like we don't know anymore we know this airbnb in venice has caused the fact that nobody can rent a home anymore long term the students mm. of a university cannot find a place where to stay oh, yeah they say oh venetians are leaving the city of course they live in the city they cannot find a place to rent because yeah. it's so expensive to rent here mm. because if i have an area i don't but let's say i have an airbnb and i can rent my place for the same amount of money for a week what i could rent for a month of course, of course. i'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. pick, I'm gonna yeah. go for airbnb so that's what's responsible tourism. Mm -hmm. Going to a hotel, you don't need to go to a five-star hotel. There are some beautiful little hotels. Oh, yeah, ours is great value, I think. But you yeah. go to a hotel, yeah. you're giving jobs to people working yeah. the hotel. Eating locally, that doesn't mean just going to the fancy restaurants. You can go to really normal. I mean, the restaurant uh, uh, scene has changed a lot in Venice lately. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the days, there used to be, you know, the change, the difference. Yeah. Venice, Venetian people, tourists. <laughs> but now there are more and more excellent restaurants, not too expensive. Yeah. Um, and go and visit the artisans and by visiting the artisans, I'll just go and take an hour of their time asking a thousand questions and walk away. Walk in, buy something. Mm. Those people live with their hands. Yeah. If you don't buy something and you take away their time, just asking questions and then walking away, it means that, it means that for an hour they didn't work and yes. they didn't earn. Yeah. So, I, and use local guides, you know, rather than, uh, I don't know. I just think that's what responsible tourism is. Uh, might be a bit. And don't go to McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Which brings on nicely to the next question. Let's start getting to some nitty gritty stuff. So your favorite local tips for restaurants. Okay, book a tour with me. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, come on, a little bit of... Uh, yeah, 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 it's okay. allowed. No, no, okay. Um, well, there are different sorts of restaurants. So my tip usually is uh, during the day, go to have Cicchetti in the Osteria in the Bacari, you know, the place like we are now at the yeah. moment, because uh, you can just have a little glass of wine and a little bit of Cicchetti, and then you can just... Go and do other things, stop in another place and do the same thing. doesn't take away too much time. You don't get drowsy, you don't get want to mm. do the siesta. So you maximize your time in the city. Yeah. And then in the evening, go for a really good meal where you can splash out. Okay. Rather than, oh, I really want to go for a big lunch. You mm. know, I passed at this and that. And then what happens? All you want to do is go to sleep. Yeah. And you lost three hours in the city. Yeah, yeah. In the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, waste it. So I think that's one way to do it. Okay. And any specific? Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's start from the top. Yeah. My top, top, top of favorite restaurant in Venice is Alcovo. Everybody, oh, okay. it's fantastic. It's impossible to get a table. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love unless, it. Unless I know you. Uh, no, no, even for me, it's oh, sometimes okay. I need to call uh, mums in advance. Uh, but it's a beautiful, it's a family-run restaurant. Yeah. that Diane's wife is, she's from Texas, uh, and their son, and uh, they're known all over the world. This top, top, top restaurant in Venice. Okay. Another... Uh, or my places with educated places, yeah. definitely the one we are here, so Cantinas in the Agricole. Another one is called El Sbarlefo. Okay. Uh, we got two locations, and I love it because the Chiquete is fantastic, but they have this particular drink that is called Chinico. That is my answer to spritz because I don't like spritz. Oh, wow. And it's made with Prosecco, lime, mint, and cinnamon liquor. Interesting. Okay, but you find all of this on my yeah. blog, so that's fine. No, don't, don't worry about it. You, I mean, it's on the blog. And also, I would say a new entry for me. Oh. 
Uh, and I know it can be a bit controversial because uh, the, it is a brand, but I really like uh, Terrazza Apero. Okay. So it is a flagship restaurant, a flagship place of Apero. Yeah. That's the only one in the world. Okay. It's a flagship, but it's the only one on <laughs> it. They opened during the pandemic. During? During wow. the pandemic. Yeah. And I got to say, I was very uh, against it. Yeah. Because I thought, you know, it's Apro. You know, I went there full of stereotypes. Yeah. And now it's one of my favorite places. <laughs> Not so much for the drinks, because I don't like Apro spritz anyway. Yeah. But because they make great cocktails. They, I have even my own Monica Thai. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> the stuff is amazing. Wow. And I really like the fact that, for example, all of the building, all of the furniture and stuff, they uh, make sure to use only local Veneto region people. Mm -hmm. So the architects were from Veneto. All of the wood used is from uh, recycled wood from the Laguna Venice. Yeah. Um, the chandeliers are from Murano. Uh, wow. the, all the produce, Local. yeah, all the produce that they use is uh, from Venice or from the Veneto. Yeah. The chef is one of the old, uh, one of the most famous chefs in the city. Okay. He's been working, is Venetians, and he's been working in the city for thirty years. Mm -hmm. So I, I was very impressed. Okay. I had to totally change my mind on that. That's good. And a fantastic customer service. And if you tell them Monica sent you, who will definitely treat you well. <laughs> okay, that's a great tip. And next one is coffee. Coffee. Best place to go. You mentioned before yeah. recording, but. Torrefazione Canareggio. Okay. This is one of the oldest coffee roasters. I think it's the second uh, oldest coffee roaster in the city. From nine, I think that's a few years, they're going to be 100 years. Wow. Um, they used to be. Uh, on the main street that takes from uh, uh, the train station to yep. Rialto, but now they moved the, near the ghetto and <coughs> they make amazing, they make their own blends, they make the, you know, they only use organic uh, coffee and uh, they make uh, the roasted coffee very light, so light very, a very oh, particular okay. thing and this year the barista won an award for being one of the best baristas in the world. So I have to go there and do a coffee oh, episode. Oh, you got to. And tell them I sent you. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Monica sent me open doors, many doors in Venice, many doors. I'll bear that in mind for the next four days. Okay, that's brilliant. Okay, and any particular areas in Venice that people should stay in in terms of hotels? <sighs> no, it depends what you want. If you, For example, if you're somebody like art, and you want to stay in the art districts, and I would say stay in Dorsoduro, that way you can stay near the Peggy Guggenheim, what is called the Dorsoduro Museum Mile, because mm -hmm. it's full of museum there. Yeah. Uh, if you like food, then you should stay in Canareggio, because that's, you know, you yeah. have all this, uh, the movie, the place. Um, if you want to see the oldest part of the city, then you need to stay near Rialto and San Marco. I'll tell you where not to stay, yes. but it's easier. It's easy. And that is near San Marco's. Okay. No, because I mean, there's beautiful hotels, but unless you want to cope with the crowds all the time, all the time, yeah. If you can cope with that and you're happy with that, that's fine. There's some amazing hotels around there, mm. but if the crowds is a problem, but definitely don't stay anywhere near San Marco, yeah. That's, that's not, the only not for me. you know, but yeah. generally speaking, uh, there isn't a safer or a not safe area of Venice, you know, because there's only 50,000 people living in the city, okay. we don't really have spike of crimes and no. stuff uh, pickpocket every so often yeah. but not uh, you yeah. know not big thing you know we don't have gangs and stuff too expensive <laughs> <laughs> gangs cannot yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's not like I, I mean I can go at 2 o'clock in the morning on my own walking okay. in the city the only thing is I'm scared is the big rats because we have rats that are big as cats <laughs> that's the only thing you know yeah, someone, in, someone in Verona said the same thing. It's yeah. totally safe. You can walk around anytime. 
yeah, day and night. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, I think all of the, uh, apart from Padova, Treviso, Vicenza, Verona, and Venezia are very, very safe cities okay. to work, uh, you know, to work in the night. Okay, cool. And do you offer tours in Venice? Of course I do. Yeah. Uh, what uh, type of tours my, do you my, offer? My, quest, my question is how many tours yeah. do you offer? <laughs> So I got my main one that is a Cicchetti tour, yeah. uh, for which I've also actually just uh, last year published a book. It's in Italian at the moment, but it will come out in English. Yeah. I hope soon. <laughs> uh, I do a cake and chocolate tour. Dream. In the morning. So the Cicchetti tour is in the evening. The cake and chocolate tour is in the morning. A coffee and chocolate tour again in the morning. A tea and coffee tour again in the morning or a wine tasting that can be lunchtime or evening and okay. then, uh, it's only about an hour and a half. The others are three hours. Is there a rule in Italy about drinking coffee <laughs> in the <laughs> afternoon or and evening? And he says that because he walked in here and it's six o'clock and he asked for a coffee and he nearly got shot by me. Okay, no, no. Okay, let's say I would, uh, an Italian would... It's not cappuccino got... though. No, it's good. Yeah, thank God for that. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Let me explain something about the cappuccino because everybody tells you not to drink a cappuccino after 11 o'clock. Yes, that's the rule. Yeah, and, nobody, cool. and nobody ever asks, explains you why. Okay. I think I, know, I think I know why, but I'll let you explain. Okay, yeah. so there is a simple reason, and it's actually a, a very uh, intelligent reason. So, milk is heavy. Yeah. Okay, it's a superfood in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you should only have drink generally in the morning because yes. that's what your body needs. Mm -hmm. Not only that, we are, not, we are human beings, we shouldn't really have more calcium than we do. Okay. Mm -hmm. You go and have uh, your cappuccino after lunch. Your bodies already have to cope with your lunch for yep. digestion. You add the, the milk on the cappuccino that mm -hmm. is very heavy. Yep. That's it. You're never going to be able to digest that. Yep. Simple as that. That's the reason why we don't have a cappuccino after 11 o'clock. Okay. Okay. But you can have coffee all throughout the day. Italians, but the difference is an Italian will never drink a coffee sitting down. He will go to the canter over an espresso in one shot and walk out. I'll tell you what. That is a great point. I went to Spain last year. Spanish people go in, they enjoy it, they stay there for hours. Italians are in five minutes, done, out. That's a coffee. <laughs> but then again, when it comes to drink wine, that's a totally different yeah, okay. place. Okay. Right. Priorities. Priorities. And that <laughs> Priorities. Definitely going to wine. Yeah. Uh, local wine. Is, yes. there, is there good places for people who love to drink a wine? Uh, absolutely. Veneto region is a region in Italy. With, uh, we have the biggest producer of wine in Italy. Yeah. For the third year in a row, we beat the champagne on the sales of sparkling wine, the oh, Prosecco. Wow. Yeah. We have got we have a region in Italy with the highest number of indigenous grapes. We have okay. got more than different type of reds and more yeah. than uh, 40 whites. And I'm talking indigenous that are only grown in Veneto and nowhere else in the world. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the Ven Venice is the place where to try them. You should definitely try a rosso that is called Raboso, that mm -hmm. is a bit of a particular wine that is a bit, is a bit tangy, a bit soury, but it's very particular. Mm -hmm. Refosco, the Valpolicella and the Amarone, of course. And on the whites, definitely the Pinot, well, no, the Pinot Grigio I don't particularly like, but yeah, you should try. Yeah. Uh, the Soave, Lugana, Ribolla Gialla. Oh gosh, we've got so many. <laughs> I think that's enough. And actually, I don't know if I asked earlier, actually, traditional Venetian food. Did yeah. I ask that about specific dishes that you should try? Okay, so for sure, if you do the cicchetti, you got yeah. to do bacalà mantecato, that is the dry cod, the musso dry cod. Okay. And the sardine sour, that is the sweet and sour sardines that are cooked, fried and then oh, uh, marinated with onions and vinegars and white yeah. wine. And then uh, 
the typical dishes of Venice is the risotto Bizarre. in all its forms. So according yeah. to the season, you'll find it with the ingredient of the season. Mm -hmm. Artichokes, so if you're here in springs, for sure they're called castraure because they are the small little first artichokes out yes. and they only grow on the Nothing. island of Sant'Erasmo. Yeah. Fish, of course, because the Laguna of Venice offers so much fish, uh, yeah. and particularly sardines, anchovies, sea bass, sea breams, squid, octopus, uh, mm -hmm. uh, cuttlefish, polenta, of course. Of course, yeah. Pasta, yeah, of course, because of all over Italy you eat pasta. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what else? Our cold cuts. Oh my God, we owe so many types of salami. One particularly is called Sopressa and it's not Sopressata, totally different. Okay. Yeah. Sopressa is only made in the Veneto region and it's very particular. And I mean, all the different hams and cheeses. Oh my God, don't get me started. There's, I mean, we need an hour just Yeah, yeah, yeah there's too much choice. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I'll link to your food blog so yeah. you can read about it. Yeah. Okay. And finally, about Venice, before we get on to your personal stuff, how would you describe Venetians? <laughs> okay, so Venetians can be a bit funny. You have to remember 1600 years of being merchants. So, Verabs is still in there somewhere. Yeah. So, Venetians, it depends. They can be very rude. Yeah. I don't deny that. They can be very sneaky because they're merchants. But there are some of them that are amazing. It really depends. Mm -hmm. It's let's say if you make an effort to try a little bit of italian a little bit of words in italian mm -hmm. they will appreciate it and answer back in english yeah it is true being merchants you know they will try to sell you things but don't haggle that's not the things are done in Venice. Not, yeah no, okay no, we don't do that in Venice. yeah uh but if you are nice to them and you show interest and you show that you are prepared mm -hmm. you go for food and you ask them and you trust them and you say look i really want to try a veneto wine don't just give me chianti don't just give me a tasca give me a veneto wine they like that because they think okay this person knows he knows yes uh, again with the food i came here to try this they like that and then it changes their, their attitude if you walk in and you just start asking for spaghetti alla bolognese <laughs> and uh, all'alfredo that doesn't yeah. exist and stuff like that and they look at you and say oh yeah he's a tourist and they treat you accordingly okay okay and one last thing maybe Italy in general just a few phrases so obviously I say ciao yeah I I say come va is that, si, come is that okay yeah, yeah okay I've not had like good reactions to that maybe they don't understand what i'm saying i'm not sure uh, let's say we wouldn't say that oh, you wouldn't say no that? no okay. just you, you in america you tend to say how are you yeah. we don't do that i noticed when i came to america everybody was asking me how are you and i felt like saying well i'm not very well actually <laughs> <laughs> and i thought would be funny if i answer that what, yeah. what would it yeah. be like we don't do that we just say buongiorno yeah buongiorno yeah we don't i mean usually the person to when you ask come about is if you know somebody. So ah, I walk okay. in, I'll Got walk it. in in the places and I will say, but because I know the people. Got it. But if I walk in in a new place, I will just say buongiorno, buongiorno. and the person will say, posso aiutarla? Can I help you? Aiutarla, and which yeah. then you say yes, no, whatever. But buongiorno is a good day or good morning. And we say buongiorno means uh, good is good morning. Good morning. And he goes throughout the day. Oh, okay, good morning. Okay. Until the afternoon, but generally. Buonasera you, as well? Yeah, when you yeah. say buonasera, buonanotte when you go to sleep. Buonasera. Got it. Yeah. They're good to know because I think what I've learned in Italy in general so far is that they do appreciate you making an effort. Yeah, 
and it when I was in France, I can't speak French, and it kind of t it told a little bit. It yeah. makes a big difference. Yeah. So I went to Paris, and because I yes. speak French, they were all so friendly. And my yeah. French wasn't so that friendly great. still. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't great, but yeah. just the fact that we tried a little. I tried, <laughs> but not great. But they appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have a podcast. Yeah. What's podcast called, and what do you offer on the podcast? Okay, so uh, the podcast is called Venice Talks. Mm -hmm. uh, it's available on our platform, of course, uh, yeah. and uh, is, uh, it was born with the idea to show Venice at 360 degrees. So that means that I interview people that live and work in Venice, yeah. not necessarily Venetians, okay. but for me Venetians, because they either work in the city or yes. they live in the city, so yeah. Venetian in the sense. Um, I interview artisans, I interview uh, directors of foundations and museums, I've interviewed shopkeepers, I've interviewed bloggers, I've interviewed photographers, travel guides, uh, mm -hmm. you know, monument guides. Uh, uh, we, I've been, tried to interview all different kinds of people, mm -hmm. so the way um, people understand how much can be done in Venice. Yeah. You know, this is a city that's got more than 100 churches, more than 40 between museums and art oh. galleries. Wow. Let's not Small talk place. about yeah. the restaurants, let's not yeah. talk about the artisans and everything else. Yeah, yeah. And everybody comes in for Rialto San Marco and the gondola ride. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's okay for the first time or first day. First day. And then second, third day. Get you out on the first day and then experience Venice in the right way. Okay, got it. And I've, I've asked this already, but your podcast is in English? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. And so people listening can obviously listen to that. And do you still blog about Venice as well? Yes, not as much as I did because, of course, my podcast is taking away a little yeah. bit. And because I'm writing another two books and I do a lot of social medias and I was on TV, so I'm a bit busy at the moment. But yeah, the blog is still active. I just haven't updated it <laughs> <laughs> because mainly out of time. But yeah, okay. it's, still, it's still there. And TV, can you tell us what maybe some TV shows or? Okay, so recently, recently, as I was telling you before, I did uh, Apple TV with uh, Eugene Living in The Reluctant Traveler. Yeah. I was on the episode of Venice and we went around. It was quite good because I did about 20 minutes with him. Yeah. So it was, well, we did a whole day filming, but in the, in the show it's 20 minutes. Yeah. I did, uh, we go back a long time ago, in 2014, I did a TV show with uh, Alex Polizzi, that is a very famous. Uh, British presenter with his Secret Italy, and I think that is available somewhere on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, then I did a program in Canada called uh, La Dolce Vita with uh, David Rocco. Okay. Yeah. Again, that was about cooking. Mm -hmm. um, my gosh, what did I do? Oh God. <laughs> I've, uh, oh, uh, Andrew Zim Zimmer Zimmer Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Zimmerman? Yeah. Yes. Uh, when he did, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, Something about food. He came to Venice. It was things to try in Venice, and I cannot remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And then I did uh, in, Ita in Italian on Food Network at uh, old TV uh, cooking program uh, with a very famous Italian uh, blogger, and it was about Venice and the cooking. And we did a whole an hour uh, uh, cooking nice. cooking with her. And, and anything new coming? Not yet. So I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Call me. I'm waiting. I want my own TV show. Okay. I'll put all links. <laughs> In the notes, and I, I got here. I used to active on YouTube because I know you started a YouTube channel. Yes, but that's okay. As you know, it's you know, you know, when you go, so I don't. Hard. Well, not only yeah. that, I don't have a team. It's only me. Yeah, it's only twenty-four yeah. hours, yeah. and it's only me. And I do have to make money for a living True. as well. Yeah. So you know, and I do have to do the tours in between. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. And where can people find you? They can find me on my blog, www.monicacesarato.com 
or www.cookingvenice.com. Okay, that's great. And I'll put all links Thank in the you. links. And um, then if, on the social notes. media, they find me everywhere. Yeah, and that should be easy to access for people to find you. Yeah. Okay. I normally finish the episode with some quick-fire travel questions, and they are basically your favourite things that you experience whilst travelling. Oh, so, okay. The first question is going to be... Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcast, and other stuff. Thank you. It's travel question time. Three places in Italy. Mm-hmm. You can't include Venice in this because no, no, of course, of course, of course. But people should visit. Mm-hmm. Okay, Emilia Romagna for sure, but the coast of Emilia Romagna. Okay. There's a little place called Ligia Marina where my heart is. <laughs> that is uh, very rarely tourists go there, and okay. it's a beautiful place, and it's still very provincial. The food is amazing because Emilia Romagna food is fantastic. Another great place that I particularly love is in uh, Val d'Aosta. Oh, yeah. Uh, somewhere with some valleys there near Courmayeur. was fantastic. And, uh, oh, my God, the third one, where would it be? Where, where did I have a great time? Oh, Trentino Alto Adige. I like going to Trentino Alto Adige. So okay. I like the food there yeah. and the people and, yeah. Okay. And what about three countries internationally that you visited that you love visiting? Okay. France, for sure. Yeah. Really lo- oh, Greece. Oh, what I was in Corfu. I love Corfu. Yeah. And Ireland. I oh, love yeah. <laughs> Ireland and I love Dublin. I love Ireland and Dublin. Love it. Okay, three international foods or cuisines. Yep. You can't include Italian, obviously. Yep. That are your favourites. Ah. It can be like countries' foods. You can. Uh, Japanese. Japanese, yeah. For sure. Uh, French. Interesting. And. Uh, I like Greek as well, yeah. Well, Greek's a classic, yeah. yeah. Do you know but then again, I'm planning to go to Korea, so give me time. Ask me again <laughs> about a year and a half if I manage to go to South Korea. It might be Korean food. I haven't okay. tried it. I haven't tasted it yet. We're so. off to Korea this year as well. So oh, you know. you're going to have to tell me then because yeah. I want to go there. My partner loves uh, Korean food, so I'm going to do that. Three countries internationally that you've not travelled to that you'd love to visit. Oh, Korea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Korea. yeah. Japan, Yeah. for sure, and Canada. Okay. They are my Canada. Free, yeah, my It's so expensive, but yeah. <clears throat> so expensive. Coming here is a dream. Yeah. But earning in Canada and spending in Italy, uh, dream. I just want somebody to sponsor me. So I said, man, <laughs> yeah. come over. You do lots of podcasts in Canada. Come over, come over. It's okay. I, 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 I probably live in a small closet. Yeah. I might be with a little cooker next to it. I'll be happy. Yeah, dream. Okay. I cook. One city in the world to drink a coffee and watch the world go by. Where are you going to drink? Haha, <laughs> Venice. No, you can't choose Venice. Ah, I can't choose Venice. Oh, okay. I'll let you have that one because it's obvious, uh, but the second one. Paris. Paris, of Paris, course. Paris, of course, in a nice cafe with a French baguette. Oh, <laughs> la la. And a croissant. Oh, oh dream. So, so stereotype about so real. <laughs> <laughs> so, so true, so true. I'm sorry. It, it so can't true. be beaten. I, I don't care what anyone says. I'm sorry. It's the yeah, best yeah. breakfast in the world. Yeah. Okay, and just very quickly, why should someone visit Venice? 
Why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why not? No, no. Because I sh- be- no. Okay, I'll tell you what. It's not why people should be, be visiting Venice. I'll tell you what. Why Venice shouldn't be on a bucket list but on a want list? That's different. Mm. Because it's a city that's got sixteen hundred years history. Yeah. The only country that was totally independent from the Pope during the Middle Ages never under the control of any state by its own. So Monica, thanks for coming on to the podcast. I've loved meeting you in Venice. This is part of my podcast now to meet people in, in localised areas. And you've learned, sorry, you've taught me a lot about Venice because I'm not brilliant with Venice uh, history. And I've got lots of recommendations for myself for the next four days. And I appreciate you making time. Good. I love the talking to you. And if you ever come back, uh, I'm here. I think, do you know what, to finish very quickly, Italy is quickly become one of those countries. I don't normally go back to countries because there's too many to see. Mm-hmm. Italy and Japan mm-hmm. are the two that I would go back. And Italy's only just recently mm-hmm. on that list because it's just like Corona. I, I want to go back and see that. Yeah. Like, this is too much going to see. Uh, that's the problem with Italy. We have got too much. <laughs> yeah. It's a trip in itself and I think it's oh, no. somewhere yeah. someone's oh, got to visit. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to my Winging It Travel podcast episode today. You can find me on Instagram at James Hammond Travel or Winging It Travel podcast. You can search for both. I release weekly clips of this podcast episode as well as photos from the last eight to ten years of my travels. You can also follow me on TikTok, Facebook and Pinterest by searching Winging It Travel podcast. I do release daily content to do with travel and the podcast throughout the week. Also check out my website, jameshammond.org. There's content about myself, my travels, and there's also a newsletter sign up as well as a contact form. Finally, please rate and review the podcast on Podchaser. This is my platform of choice. Alternatively, you can rate this on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. This really helps the podcast gain a bit of traction for the future in terms of guests and content. And I'm glad to see that you guys are listening out there, reviewing it and enjoying the content so far. Stay safe, stay humble, keep listening, keep traveling and I'll catch you soon. Cheers, James.